Today's class is Le'alui Nishmat Rosa Bat Esther, alayha shalom, and as well as Abraham Khalil Ben Jamile. <coughs> we'll also begin the class, today's class, the subject of today's class. <coughs> we're continuing in the halakhot back to the Ben Ishai, we're continuing in Halakhot Shabbat, and we're up to the halakhot of Minha of Shabbat. If you look in Ben Ishai, you'll see in Parashat Yisara that Ben Ishai talks about over there the halakhot of Minha of Shabbat, as well as the halakhot of Saudash Shalishit. Saudash Shalishit already spoke about it in the past. However, we skipped the halakhot of Minhash Shabbat. We didn't have time to be able to do it. So we're going to go back now to the beginning of the parasha, which speaks about the halakhot of Minhash Shabbat. The halakhot are very, very short and very, very simple. We'll, we won't spend so much time on it. And as at the same, we'll begin also Parashat Toldot, which speaks about the halakhot of Tiflot Shabbat. That's very, very important for everybody. Minha of Shabbat, not so many ladies go to shul, and even if they go to shul, they're not so involved really in exactly what's happening in the shul regarding, you'll see, regarding Kaddish and everything else. But afterwards, when we begin Parashat Toldot, that those are very important halakhot that we need to know when it comes to Tiflot of Shabbat, which especially Shahrit, and we'll, and we'll talk about Tiflot in general. Let's begin with Halakha Aleph in Parashat Hayy Sarah from the Benish Hai Shana Shaniya. Tam, Lamirat Pasuk, Vanit Vlati Lecha Adonai Etrat, so Menhat Shabbat. When we pray Menha in the afternoon, right before we open up the Hechal, we start saying, Vanit Vlati Lecha, it's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Where David Amalek says, Mi Hashem, my prayer is to you Hashem, Aitratzon. It's a time, it's a very, very special time, a time of will, a time of Ratzon. And that's, that Pasuk is said by our Kehillot, by, by the Svaradim twice. I believe most places also say twice. There are places that say only one time. In any case, why do we say that Pasuk over there specifically now at the time of Minha? Now you have to know, we're not saying this Pasuk just because we're saying it. We're saying this pasuk because it's connected to this time of Shabbat afternoon. And the answer is, there's two answers. We'll give you first a simple pshat, where the Ben Ishai over here brings in from the Midrash. Midrash says as follows, Amar David David comes and tells Hashem, David Amela comes and he praises the Jewish people and he tells Hashem, you should know this nation is not like the other nations of the world. Look at the Goim, look at the nations of the world. When they drink and they get drunk, they go out and they just let loose and they do all types of wild things. By us it's not so. Even though we drink, what do we do? We come and we pray. What the Midrash is referring to over here is that Shabbat is a day where we take off. We don't go to work. And there's a mitzvah, like we learned already, to have three meals on Shabbat. Now, in our days, it might not be so common to drink wine. Once upon a time, the drinks that were around were pretty much water and wine. If you could afford it, you'd drink a little bit of wine. Juices, there were some juices, but it wasn't so common. Certainly, there was no Coca-Cola or Sprite, and believe it or not, there wasn't even Pepsi. So therefore, they only drank water and a little bit of wine. And most people drank wine because water by itself is just regular blend. And when would they drink it? On Shabbat. Their meals took very, very long, and they would drink, and their wine was intoxicating, wasn't grape juice. So therefore, what happens when you drink wine? People get a little bit... Uh, buzzed and a little bit drunk and says David Melech, yeah but you know what we all drink but look at the difference what happens when we drink when the non 
Jewish people are drinking. What do they do when they're drinking? They go wild and they're partying and they let loose. And Shema Yisrael, what you hear the words coming out of them. By us, we drink, but the drink leads us to Simha. We sing words of, uh, we sing praises to the Kadosh Baruch Hu. We say our Zemirot. We say the Torah. And therefore, and not only that, we also c- come back to shul and we're still praying. Even in the afternoon, we had a nice meal in the, in the morning from Saudat Shahrit. And we still come and we pray because now is a special light And that's one reason why we say this pasuk over here based on the intention of Davina Melech writing it. Even though we ate and drank, we come and we pray to you in this special moment. The uh, second reason that's brought down, it's a little Kabbalistic that the Benishai brings it down over here from the Arizal. And the answer is as follows. The Kabbalah explains that during the afternoons, on every single day, it says man of deen. Don't ask me why. This is how it is. Okay, Kabbalah means we just accept. During the afternoons, Bish'at Minha, there's a special zman of deen, which means that there's a special emphasis that's placed on the world of judging people a little bit more strictly. However, on Shabbat, because Hashem's revelation in the spiritual world is much more obvious, it's much more clear, as the Zohar brings many, many times. So therefore, all the dinin turn into rahamim. Because it can only be deen, as the Kabbalah explains, when the when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not around. As it says in Parashat Vayelech, that when Hashem says, I will hide my face and then, and then evil things come. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is around, then there can be no evil in this world. So that's why on Shabbat, where it's usually supposed to be deen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation, Hashem's presence, which is much more obvious in the spiritual world, on Shabbat, makes it a time of Rahamim. And that is the greatest when it's Sha'at Minha. The Sfarim bring it down. It's called Ra'ava de Ra'ava, which is Aramaic, which means Rason of the Ratson. It's a very, very special moment. Shabbat itself is a it Ratson, a special moment. But Shabbat Minha is even more special. You know, the uh, closing with Rabbi Zatzal, we mentioned this uh, two classes ago. When he used to be in the Holocaust, he used to be very careful to make sure to say the words of the uh, some words of the Re Torah when it comes to Shabbat afternoon. Maybe I don't know why. It doesn't say in the book why exactly, but that's what he used to do. When he was in the slave camp in labor camps, he used to always make sure to whenever Shat Minha is, he would say some words of the Re Torah. Maybe based on this over here, that's Ra'ava Dra'ava, it's a time of Ratzon. So so he made sure to emphasize the Sayyid. Any in any case, that is the halakha we say Vanit Veti Lecha twice on Shabbat afternoon before we open up the sef- we, before we open up the Hechal to take out the Seferet Torah. That is Halakha Aleph. Halakha Bet is also included in what we just said. So we're going to skip Halakha Bet. We're going on now to Halakha Gimel in Parashat Hayesara. <coughs> Here Ben Yishai talks about the Aliyot of the Torah. And because we're still in the week of Lagba Omer, we're still in the Shiva after Lagba Omer, which is the Yotza of Rabbi Yishaban Bayhai. So we give ourselves a little bit more freedom to be a little bit more Kabbalistic. Although that is something that we try to avoid in this class, it's a halakha class, and things that the Ben Shah brings out Kabbalah, we try to skip. But for this week, we'll make a special exception. In any case, over here, Ben Shah brings down what we know is that we take out Motsin Sefer Torah Shalosha. We take out Sefer Torah and we have three Aliyot, Kohen, Levi, and Israel. if we have a Kohen, Levi, Israel, That's what we do on Shabbat Minha. Ben Jai says now, why do we do that on Shabbat Minha, three Aliyot? And he explains in a Kabbalistic way, so I'll try to 
digest it a little bit, just to make it a little bit more simple. The Mekubalim speak a lot about, actually much of Kabbalah is based on this concept that there's ten sefirot. Ten sefirot basically are what we'd call, again, you gotta, this is not taken exactly literal, but basically like a cabinet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world with ten ministers, and each minister has a different function, and that is called the sefirah. It's a special way of running the world. Very, very Kabbalistic. And always the number 10, you find in Judaism, the number 10 is found very in every place. There's 10 utterances that the world was created in. There's the 10 Aset Debrot, the 10, uh, what they call the 10 commandments. There's the 10 plagues. There's also, when we put on Tefillin, also we have 10 straps. How? We have 7 on the arm and 3 on the finger after we put on the Tefillin Shirosh. We find the number 10 all over. And usually the number 10 is divided into two parts, 7 and 3. For example, the plagues in Egypt, the plagues in Mitzrayim, the Makot and Mitzrayim, are divided into two parashiot. In Parashat Va'era and Parashat Bo. In Parashat Va'era, there are seven Makot. In Parashat Bo, there are three Makot. So you have again seven and three. The ten straps that we said of Tefillin, seven go on the arm. And then afterwards we put on the Tefillin Shadrosh and we put another three on the middle finger. So these, this concept of seven three is also the way the sefirot are broken up. The sefirot are broken up also into seven three, seven which represents the physical, represents the body, olam hazein kibyachol, and the three represent the head, the higher part of this of of, of spirituality, which is uh, more like olam haba. Just to connect it a little bit to shavuot, the kavahim brings down from the <coughs> arizal that we count seven weeks. And these seven weeks that we count are corresponding to the seven sefirot. And then when we come to Lil Shabbat, we say tikkun. And in this tikkun, if anybody has seen the real way of doing the tikkun, is that we read the first three pesukim and the last three pesukim of every parasha and every book in Tanakh. Why three pesukim? So the Kafahim explains, again, the same idea of Kabbalah, ten is always divided into seven and three. And that's what the Ben Shai says over here. This is why we have ten aliyot on Shabbat, minimum. We have seven in the morning and three in the afternoon. Now you can tell me, hold on one second. I've been to shul on Shabbat morning. And they have more than seven aliyot. They have eight aliyot. There's seven aliyot and then there is a maftir. That is true. We do have a maftir to be Yotzei de Chobah. One of the, the, the opinion that says that there should be seven aliyot plus a maftir. However, Ma'ikar Haddin, the halakha says that really all you need is seven aliyot, and the seventh one could be the maftir. This is not our subject right now. We'll talk about it when we get to it, Razat Hashem. I believe later on in Parashat Toldot, not in the beginning of Parashat Toldot. So therefore, for that reason, we have seven aulim and th- in the morning and three in the afternoon. Altogether, is a ten corresponding to the ten sefirot. That is halakha gimel. And now we'll come back to more halakha lemaseh, we'll leave Kabbalah. Halakha Dalit. Halakha Dalit says, En omrim kaddish ahar kiyat sefet Torah b'minhat Shabbat. If you notice, and <coughs> the men should definitely notice, if you don't notice, that means uh, you're not going to shul, or you're not going to shul early enough, or you're leaving uh, a little bit beforehand. Mondays and Thursdays, Thursdays we take out the sefet Torah. And after the last ole, he says kaddish right away. Or on Shabbat, after the last ole, after the last person goes up, the mashlim, we say kaddish. However, we come to Shabbat Minha, we have three Olim, Kohen, Levi, Nisai. And when it comes to Israel, he finishes his Aliyah, he makes the blessings, he makes the Berachot, and he doesn't say Kaddish. When do we say Kaddish? We put back the Sefer Torah, 
And then we say Kaddish. So how come? And the answer is, Yan ki b'minhat Shabbat in mafsikim b'ashem mekirat ha-sevet ra b'in Kaddish kodem amidah. Lachem mehani Kaddish amidah l'zeh gam ken we can discover lebush. The answer is because you're supposed to say Kaddish before amidah. And since usually we have something that interrupts between the amidah Excuse me, we, uh, usually we have Ashrei, we have a Mizmor Tehlim that we say, either Ashrei in the morning or in the, af- in, in, uh, in, excuse me, not in the morning, I mean to say in the afternoon. And we have also, in by Arbit, we have the Teflot, and therefore we say Kaddish before we send, it, uh, we send an Amidah. But on Shabbat afternoon, even though the Kaddish was supposed to be said right after Kriyat Torah, but since we're putting back Zevet Torah, we're beginning Amidah right away, so there's no point of... Adding on to Kaddish, the rule is he's not supposed to say too much Kaddishim. He's supposed to avoid saying extra Kaddishim. So over here, the same Kaddish will work for before the Amidah and even after reading the Kriyat Torah because it's right after each other. We put back the Sefer Torah and right away we say Kaddish. Now, if you know that we, we, I don't know, not every place has this, but we have it. By the Sfaradim that I've seen, they have the, the Minhag, like the Ben Shahar brings over here from Baghdad. Is that when we put back the Sefer Torah, we say in Mizmor Tehillim, we say in Mizmor Yom Shabbat. Now, technically, there's an interruption. And therefore, there should be a Kaddish really right after Kaddish, then Mizmor Yom Shabbat, and then another Kaddish. However, being that that's only in Minhag, it's not really something that's set. Therefore, it doesn't make an interruption, and one should say it. it should, if, that, if your Minhag is to say it, then should say it. And the Kaddish will still work. For the Amidah, as well as for the reading of the Torah. That's Halakha Dalit. Halakha Hey. Halakha Hey will just summarize, we worried inside. Halakha Hey, basically, Ben Ishai stresses the importance of Shabbat Minha. Why? Well, in general, Hazal tell us that a person should always be careful by the prayer of Minha. They emphasize specifically on Minha. Even though the Gemara later on in Batsakh Birachot talks about being careful with all the other tefillot as well, but the Gemara starts off by Minha. Now the order of things is, shah, if you want to go by the day, so go Shahrit, Minha, and then Abit, or at least Arbit, Shahrit, and Minha. But the Gemara begins talking about the importance, a person, a person should always be careful by the tefillah in the afternoon, because Eliyahu Nabi was answered in the afternoon when he had the whole debate on Har Karmel with the uh, people, basically the priests at the time who were claiming that there was Avodah Zarah that was that, that's a true God over there Eliyahu, Eliyahu Nabi came on Har Kamil and he prayed to Hashem Aneni Hashem Aneni Hashem please answer me answer and, and listen to what I'm saying and so that everybody should see that you're the true God and that was the time of Minha so Hazal stress the importance of throughout the weekday like we just mentioned Shabbat afternoon Shabbat Minha is even on a higher level than during the weekday. It could even turn the deen into rahmi. So how, much, how careful we have to be with, with the teflat of minha on Shabbat afternoon. And as Nishab brings, it's api kabbalah, it has great ramifications. We know in the teflat we say, in the amidah of minha, we say, Yisrael Who is like you? Who is like your... your your, your nation, Hashem, the Jewish people, there's nobody like them. That praise comes specifically with Minha because it's a special time of Itratzon. You know, one the joke in Yeshiva used to be, one of my uh, friends in Yeshiva told me that, he heard one of his Rebbeim say, that Shabbat Minha is very similar, especially in the winter, is very similar to Tehiyat HaMitim. How is Shabbat Minha similar to Tehiyat HaMitim? Because not everybody is okay to get up. 
By Tahiyat HaMetim, it's brought down. Not everybody's going to come back to Tahiyat HaMetim. Only person who has a Zechut. But of Shabbat Milha, unfortunately, is the same way. A person eats his heavy meal on Shabbat morning. He eats, it, he eats his chalant or hamin or whatever you have. And you have this whole heavy meal and then you take your Shabbat afternoon nap, especially in the winter. And sometimes a person, by the time he wakes up already, Milha could be either he lost Milha or he lost Milha with Minyan. Or even if he didn't lose Milha with Minyan, but he comes in towards the end in the middle, he misses Milha. So therefore, we have to emphasize and this point. A person has to be careful with Shabbat Milha. Because of its importance, the Yetzirah is much greater, that he wants us to miss it, to not be able to make it. And therefore, a person, if you're one of those people that's missing Minha on Shabbat afternoon, this was for you, Ben Yishai is talking to you and me and everybody who needs it. Halakha Vav, we're skipping, because Halakha Vav, it's Kabbalah, and that's really, really Kabbalah, it's Kavanot, Kavanot is... And regardless, I think what we say, it's not going to make such a difference. So therefore, we'll skip it and we'll move on already to Halakha Zayn. Halakha Zayn, simple, very quick. And he says over here, when you say in the, in the, in the text of the Minha, when you, in the prayer of Minha, in the words of the Amidah, you say like this, And to rest on Shabbat, the Jewish people sanctify your name. The simple meaning is that Baruch Hashem, from the fact that we all keep Shabbat, that we're not on Shabbat, we have a menuha on Shabbat, we all rest on Shabbat, it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Why is it tremendous Kiddush Hashem? Because the Goyim, when they see that the Jew is not doing any melacha, any work on Shabbat, even in the afternoon, you might say in the morning he wants to have a little bit off and then he wants to take it easy and then go to work in the afternoon. But in the scene afternoon, that we're still in the afternoon, we're still not going to work. And why? Because God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh day. That's the greatest Kiddush Hashem, that there are people following the words of God by action, not just by words. Not, we, just, we don't just preach that God created the world. We live it. We show that God created the world in six days and on the seventh day, just like God didn't work, we also don't work because that's how he commended us. That's a simple meaning of Ben Yishai brings up Kabbalah that is very, very important over here that a person should have the following Kavanah. What is that? That when you say have a mind that you're ready to give up your life for the sake of Kiddush Hashem. That means if a person comes to you and he tells you, do one of the avirot that you have to give up your life on, then you must give up your life and not do that specific avirah that one must give up his life on it. And we see throughout all of Jewish history that Jewish people constantly gave up their lives in order to keep the Torah, in order to be mekadeshim shamaim. So, apikabala, a person could do that with his kavanah, just by thinking about it. When you say the words, then when you think, I'm ready to give up my life, for the sake of Kiddush Hashem, it's considered on a small level that you mamash gave up your soul for the sake of Agadosh Baruch Hu. Now, before we move on to the next halakha, halakha het, just bring us some interesting facts, a little bit about the Amidah, now that we talk about the Amidah on Shabbat. If you look in the Amidah of Shabbat, which we talk about Minha, that is. In the Minha, in the Amidah of Minha on Shabbat, we begin with, the words begin, If you count the words over there, of Atayahad, that whole paragraph I'm talking about, you'll see that there are 55 words. Okay? 55 words in Atayahad. And so what? So the tour brings down that the 55 words correspond 
to the 55 words that you'll find in the commandment of Zachor at Yom HaShabbat that's found in Aset HaDibrot. Open up the Humash and go to the Aset HaDibrot and you'll see over there in the fourth commandment in the Shabbat in the, when Hashem says and you read the whole thing count the words you'll see there's also 55 words that's why you have 55 words in Minhao Shabbat in the first paragraph of Atai Ahad corresponding to the 55 words of the command of Shabbat that's found in Aset HaDibrot also the Pasuk says not the Pasuk excuse me the Tefillah says who is like your nation the Jewish people who is a unique nation in, in the among in, in the whole earth? So the midrash says the what's what does this mean? What's this mikamichai uh, saying? So this is actually set up the way we prayed is based on the midrash. The midrash says there are three people in the world that give adut to each other on each not to each other but on each other. The halakha says in order to be a witness you must be two witnesses. There's, there's no such a thing as one id. There's always two idim. There are exceptions, very, very unique exceptions in halakha, but that's very, very special exceptions. But in general, Hazal tells us, even when the Torah says id, only because it says id ehad, but in general, when it says the word, just the word id, what it means is that it means one Aid means usually two witnesses, a group of witnesses. Who are these witnesses? It's Hashem. Shabbat and the Jewish people. Each one testifies about each other. Shabbat testify that there is no other nation, there's no unique nation in the world like the Jewish nation. Shabbat and the Jewish people testify that there is no God in the world besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem and the Jewish people both testify that Shabbat is a day of rest. There's no day like the day of Shabbat. Here on Shabbat Minhab, the threes, everything comes together. The Hashem the Jewish people and Shabbat all of us unite together in the third time on the third period of the day and we give a hadut about each other so it's special, again emphasizing that it's a special moment the question that's brought down is as follows why do we have three different versions of Amidah on Shabbat and when it comes to the holidays we have the same text for Minha, Shahrit and Arbit we're coming up now to the holiday of Shabbat. We just left Pesach, if you still remember Pesach and Hametz. Anyway, we're coming up to Shabbat. You pay attention, you'll see that the Tiflah for Arbit, the Tiflah for Shahrit, the Tiflah for Minha is all the same words. There's no difference. So if you have your Sidur, your Mahzor that's missing the Tiflah, you could just pray any single one. Shahrit, Minha, and Arbit of the holidays, it's all the same text. When it comes to Shabbat, we have three different Tiflot. In the morning, in the, let's start with the evening. Shabbat, Lail Shabbat, we begin with the words Atta Kiddashta. On Shabbat morning, we begin with the words Yismah Moshe. On Shabbat Minha, we begin with Atta Ihan. How come? So the answer that's given, I believe it's in the tour, is because these three prayers, these three different versions of, Shabbat, of the Tiflah of Shabbat, were set up corresponding to the three Shabbatot in the history of the world. There are three unique Shabbatot in the history of the world which Hazal emphasized, will speak about. And they are as follows. There are Shabbat Bereshit, which is the first Shabbat of creation that's mentioned in the Torah where it says, right in Sefer Bereshit. There is Shabbat Matan Torah, which is where Hazal tells us, every opinion agrees that the Torah was given to the Jewish people on Shabbat. 
And the third Shabbat is Shabbat La'atid Labo. That's the Shabbat in the future when the whole world will recognize that Kadosh Baruch Hu is the only God. And that's what we say, Hashem, uh, in Harahaman, Hashem should give us that inheritance which is coming to us. It's a Shabbat that we're waiting for, which is a Shabbat of Menuha Lahaya Olamim forever and ever. So because of these three Shabbatot, Hazal Institute three times of Tiflot, and they fit very well. Atakidashta, which means Kiddushin, it's the first step of a marriage. It's the first Shabbat of creation. That's the beginning. Yismach Moshe, which Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who was the mediator between the Jewish people and, and Hashem, bringing down the Luhot, setting up the Jewish people to hear Hashem from Har Sinai. That is Moshe, that was all done by Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore the Tiflah in Shahrit, which corresponds to the Shabbat of Matan Torah, begins with Yismach Moshe. And finally the Shabbat afternoon Tiflah, which is Minha. Minha Shabbat begins with Atta'ihad. That is when the whole world will recognize that there's only one HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's only Hashem in the world and there's no other power. And that's why that is said during Shabbat Minha of Atta'ihad corresponding to the third Shabbat in the future. Let's move on now. Halakha Het, we're going to skip. It's very Kabbalah. And uh, he said, Ben himself doesn't explain so much about Kabbalah, he just says, it's very Kabbalistic. And now we'll get to Halakha Tet. Halakha Tet talks about Sitkatecha. The end of the Tefillah of, not the end really, after the Hazara, we say the word, we say three Pesukim. And they're known as Sitkatecha. We didn't say this past Shabbat because we, Motzei Shabbat, we had Lagbaomer. So, and the rule is, that whenever Shabbat Minha would imagine that day if it wasn't Shabbat, if it would have been a regular weekday, if we would not say Tahanun, then also we would not say Sitkatcha. The Sfaradim will say Yishem, the Ashkenazi will go into Kaddish right away. So that's the that's the rule when it comes to Sitkatcha. When do we say Sitkatcha and when do we not say Sitkatcha? All depends. If you usually, if that day would have been during the weekday. For example, this past Shabbat, Lamid Beit Baomer, since the evening of the, uh, the evening would have been Lamid Gimel Baomer, and therefore, had Lag Baomer fell out on a Monday or a Tuesday, then the day beforehand we would say, Yehishem, we would not say Tahanun, so too Sitkatcha is also skipped. Whenever we would normally skip Tahanun during the weekday, we would skip, it all, we would skip Sitkatcha on Shabbat. Sitkatcha has three Pesukim, and the reason why we say them is because <coughs> the Midrash tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat afternoon. And since Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat afternoon, so therefore we come along and we say Sitkatcha, it's like it's Siddhuq Haddin. If anybody has ever been to Beit Avil or has been in Avil himself, has been a mourner, when somebody passes away, we say something called Siddhuq Adin, where we justify God's Midat Adin, when sometimes harsh things come our way, like somebody passing away, it, it hurts. It's just very painful, especially when Hasrashom, the uh, person gets thoughts that may seem unfair, he was too young, why did this happen to me? I was such a good person. But we as believing Jews know that whatever happens to us is happening because HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us and He's doing the right thing. This is to our best. Even though we don't see it. And we don't understand it at all. But that's what Siddhuq Adin is. Is when we don't understand, we say Siddiq Hashem. So that's how we say Tzikadcha. Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. And just like anybody who passes away, we say Siddhuq Adin. So too we're saying Siddhuq Adin over here for, for, because Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. 
That's what the Midrash says. The Zohar explains that no, not only Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. There's three tzaddikim that passed away also Shabbat afternoon. Moshe Rabbeinu, like we just mentioned. The second person is David Melech, like the Gemara says in Masechet Shabbat. It talks about how David Melech passed away on Shabbat. Hashem told him that he'll die on Shabbat and therefore he would study Torah constantly on Shabbat because he knew that by studying Torah, the Satan would not be able to get me. At the end, the Satan was able to distract him from his study of Torah, and David Melech passed away on Shabbat. And the third person that passed away on Shabbat is Yosef HaTzaddik. These three Tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu, David Melech, and Yosef HaTzaddik, since they passed away on Shabbat, therefore we say, Sitkatecha, three Pesukim for the three separate Tzaddikim. That's the way the Zohar explains it. And that's pretty much what the Benishai uh, goes through this whole halakha, api kabbalah, what happens, maim nukbin, and whatever. If you're interested in all that, you look it up in halakha tet and parashat hayesara. That's way above me, even in the week of Rabbi Shalom by Yohai and uh, Lag Baomer. This is uh, way above uh, my limitations. In any case, with this, there's a question that everybody asks. If Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbat, then something doesn't make sense. The Gemara Masechet Gitin says that the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, he wrote 13 Sifrei Torah. So something is going on over here. What's going on? How can Moshe Rabbeinu write 13 Sifrei Torah? Where writing in Ketav Shurit is considered Deoraita Lechola Deot. Lechola Deot. Nobody disagrees that writing the, the letters of the Sefer Torah is considered Deoraita. Moshe Rabbeinu, he writes 13 separate Sifrei Torah on the day that he passed away. If he passed away on Shabbat, how does this make sense? So, to answer that, you look in the Bach on Siman, I believe it's Resh Pebet. No, is it Resh Pebet? I think it's Resh Pebet. Okay, and anyway, we'll fix it a different time if it's the wrong Siman. In any case, the Bach over there proves that, you look it up in wherever the Halakhot, you know what, I've this, wherever the Halakhot of Minha on Shabbat is, you look in the Bach over there, he proves that Moshe Rabbeinu really began dying on Zain Adar, which fell out that year on Friday, not on Shabbat. What do you mean, Hazal tell us that he died on Shabbat? True. He started dying on Friday afternoon, which is why Hazal tell us that he wrote 13 Sefer Torah on the day that he died, which is on Shabbat. On Friday, on Friday, Moshe Rabbin wrote 13 Sefer Torah. He began dying then on Friday afternoon, and then it wasn't until Shabbat Minha which is already by this time, it's already Het Adar, in the 8th of Adar, that Moshe was buried by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe was buried on Het Adar by HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the time of Shabbat Minha, which is like we said, is Ra'ava de Ra'ava. It's the special Itratzon. But he began dying on Zain Adar, which that year fell out on Arab Shabbat. That's how the Bach brings and proves from him and a few other sources the contradiction in the words of Hazal. Also, if you want to look something interesting, you look in the Meshech Chochmah by the Orsameach, by the Rabbi Meir Simcha Medvinsk, and he has in the back of Sefer Shemot on Megillat Esther, towards the end of the Megillat Esther, he has a pirush also, where over there he discusses this contradiction a little bit as well. You'll see how there's no con- contradiction in the words of Hazal. In any case, we've finished the halachot of Minha and Shabbat. We are, will now move on to Parashat Toldot, which speaks about the halachot of Tefillot and Shabbat in general. And we begin with the Tefillot of Shabbat morning. 
Before we get to that, let me just give you the phone numbers again to the station or to the text line if you have any questions regarding Shabbat, Minham, as well as Saudash Alishit. I know some people missed the class of Saudash Alishit. It was an important class. I'm sorry I can't go over it again. We spend much time on it. You look it up. It's a very, very important class for men and women because women are also allocating Saudash Alishit. And many people have this myth that you're allowed to eat Saudash Alishit by just saying the Torah or having a little bit of a cake. It has some truth to it, but you'll have to see the details of the halakha, and you'll see our class on Pashat Hayy Salah and the halakhot of Sauda Shalishit. In any case, the numbers to the station, if you have any questions, to text in 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. If you want to call into the station, 718-683-5858. We just recommend that you call a little bit later at the end of the show, which is 3 o'clock. And if you want to listen on the phone, it's 718-506-9099. JRootRadio.com is the other place where you can listen, or the JRoot Pro app. Let's move on now to Parashat Toldot, a new parasha and a new subject. The new subject is the Halakhot of Tiflot on Shabbat. And we'll begin with our own introduction. And from there we'll move on to the Halakhot that the Benish High brings down over here. Let's begin with the following, a simple breakup of the Amidah. Every Amidah, every Shmona Esra, if you want to call it, the Amidah that we pay on a daily basis has... 19 Berachot, even though it's called Shemona Esrei, Esrei, which technically should be 18 Berachot, Hai Berachot, we have 19. How come? Gemara Masech Berachot explains that there was a time when there were Jewish people who were causing tremendous amount of suffering to the Jewish people. They were malshin, they would rat them out to the government. If the Jewish people do anything, they would go and tell on them. They would be moser people. So therefore, and there was also meaning there were people who did not believe in the authenticity of the Torah or where it came from or the rabbis. So therefore, they instituted special Harim by Shmuel HaKatan, one of the Tanaim, that he should be included in Amidah. And that's the 19th Berachot, and some add, that's the 19 Berachot of the Amidah. They're broken up into three parts. The first part of the Amidah is the Shebah, where we give praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The first part consists from the beginning of the Amidah until the Berachot, which, which is at HaKadosh, where it finishes. That's one set, that's one group. The next group in the Amidah, the next category in our Tiflat in the Amidah, are the next 13 Berachot, which begins from Atahonen all the way until Shema Kolenu, including Shema Kolenu, Baruch Atah Hashem, Shomei Tefillah. The last three Berachot of the Amidah, which is the last group, which is giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's basically from Red Saint until the end of the Amidah. Those are the three categories of the Amidah. And that's what, how we have 19 Berachot, the first three, and the middle 13, and the last three, all of them add up to 19 Berachot. On Shabbat, the Amidah is different. The Amidah only has seven Berachot, only seven blessings. What changes on, Sh- on Shabbat? Well, the first three and the last three will never change. Even on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, where we add a little bit to it, but will never change. The first three Berachot and the last three Berachot, which are the beginning from the beginning of the Amidah, until Atah Kadosh, which is the Hashem HaKela Kadosh, and the last, the last part of the Amidah, which is from Ritzay until the end, that's always set. Weekday or on Shabbat. 
The difference will be in the middle. Instead of having 30 berachot, like we have during the weekday, on Shabbat, we only have one beracha. And that one beracha concludes with the words, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadesh Shabbat. Hashem, you're the one who sanctifies the Shabbat. That's the theme of the day, and that's the reason why the Amidah is that way. How come? How come it's such a short Amidah? We'll talk about it more in depth later on, but Hazal tells us basically that we don't want you to be burdened with the tefillah. We don't want you, it's Shabbat, we want you to relax a little bit, to enjoy it a little bit more. So we don't want to make the Amidah so long. Instead of 13 middle berachot, we're changing to only one beracha. Okay, that is the breakup of the Amidah during the weekday. And like we mentioned just beforehand, there are three types of Amidah in Right? There are three types of Amidot. It means there are three different texts for one in the weeknight. Or one on Friday night, excuse me. That's called, that begins with the words Ataki Dashta. One in the morning, Shahrit, which is Yismach Moshe. And the afternoon is Atayha. That's a simple introduction that we're going to need in order to better understand the Halakhot that we're going to come to speak about soon. But I'll bring you, before we begin, there's a question from the old Letzion. Acham Letzion has a very, very nice question. He says like this. He says, you know, Hazal tell us that the reason why the Amidah on Shabbat is much shorter is because Hashem, the Hazal didn't want to burden us with a long Amidah, so therefore they cut it short. He says, but I don't understand. You know, how long does a regular Shahri take during the weekday? A regular Shahri takes... Maybe 45 minutes, an hour, depends who the hazan is, which shul you're praying in, right? But about 45 minutes, an hour, and that's a full tefillah. But on Shabbat, even if you go fast, the fastest tefillah on Shabbat is two hours at least. You have Kriyata Torah, you have the Aliyot going up to the Torah, you have Musaf, you have uh, all the extra PU teams. So, Sasakhan I don't understand. So, what do we gain? If the whole idea was to cut it short, so you're cutting short about two minutes of the Amidah, but then you're getting much more. Sasakhan has he explains something very, very important in understanding the Gemara. It's very important to know this. There's a Hikrilib, he has his own answer. The answer he says is that. The Amidah was cut short, not for the people who want to run out of shul. You know, the guy that's coming to shul, yalla, yalla, let's go, let's go, finish up, I gotta go, I have to go and take my nap, I have to go, my chalant is about to burn. Uh, Hazal did not make the Amidah shorter for that guy. For that guy that, that looks at Shabbat, just as Gashmiut. Okay, Baruch Hashem, at least he's enjoying himself for the sake of Shabbat. That's Baruch Hashem, he's going to get Sakhar. But it's not done for that guy. It's done for the people who used to be Mikavin. If you ever go to the Kotel in Eretz Israel, you'll see there's a special minyan over there. There's two special minyanin that do api Kabbalah. One of them is all the way inside. It's not really by the Kotel. It's all the way inside, opposite the Kodesh Kodashim. It's called Rabbi Derzi's minyan. Where over there, they pray the Amidah with the Kavanot of the Rashash. I was once there, on, uh, and I went there with Shabbat. I stayed in the old city on Shabbat. And I said, no, I want to go pray with the Mikubalim. Eh, why not? Let me try it. I woke up nets and I went to pray with them. And it was too long, even for me. Uh, I'm not mechavin. I just say my regular Amidah. I felt so awkward that, you know, I, I took my time in Amidah. I spent so long in my Amidah. I haven't prayed such a, a long Shabbat morning Amidah in my life. Still, I had to wait about 25 minutes till everybody finished their Amidah because they have the Siddur of the Rashas and all the Kavanot. In the Hazara, just the word, I think, Bakol, it was, took about maybe th- three minutes of kavanot on just that one word. So in any case, it, w- it was something, uh, that's real kavanot. That's what the kavanot, the ariza, kavanot, the rashash, each word has different combinations of the name of a Baruch Hu. So 
if there have to be mechavin, says Hachem Etzion, if there have to be mechavin on every single name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through 14 berachot, it would take very, very long. So therefore, beyond Shabbat, they didn't want it, they didn't want to stress the people who have this kavanah, so therefore they cut it down from 13 middle berachot to only one middle berachah, making it only seven berachot in the whole Amidah. That is how Acham Etzion answers it. And if you, like we said, if you want to see Halakha Lema'asei, you want to see real kavanot, just go, I know in Yerushalayim they have it, I don't know if they have it somewhere else, I'm sure they do. But if you want to go to the minyan that they have Kabbalah, it's worth it to spend at least one time with such a minyan to see what tefillah, that there are people, Baruch Hashem, that are out there that, that are mechaven properly, and we pray, like some Nusach brings down, and we pray that our tefillah should go up with the people who are mechaven properly, and should be mechubal liratzon. With that, we'll move on now to the first halakha. The first halakha in Ben Ishai talks about the tosefet of nefesh, ruach, and neshama. If you remember, we mentioned in the past that the Gemara tells us that we receive an extra soul on Shabbat. That extra soul comes to us on Shabbat and gives us a special feeling when it comes to the food that we eat on Shabbat. The food tastes different on Shabbat. The sleep is different on Shabbat. The learning Torah for those who are a little bit more concentrated on their spirituality on Shabbat. The learning Torah on Shabbat is different. The whole atmosphere of Shabbat is completely different. That's why our words also have to be different. That we should recognize how the day is special. We all feel it. And if we don't feel it, Motsi Shabbat, we realize it when it goes away from us. So the Ben Ishai explains that really you're not just getting one soul. You're receiving three different parts of the Neshama Yetira. They're called Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. And these three come on Friday evening in the different parts of the Tefillah. Just go very quickly. We said they come by the end of Lechadodi. They come by the Barichu of Tiflat Arbit, and they also come right before we stand up to say the Amidah on Friday night. But the Ben Ishai explains that's only in the evening. In the daytime, there are three other parts that have to come in the daytime. They come also in the Tefillah. Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama also come to the person in the Tefillah. And we're going to go through it later on, but just to give you very quickly, where do they come in? The first part, which is the nefesh, comes to the person when he says nishmat. You know, we add nishmat on Shabbat, the special praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's added the end of Pesukhet after Az Yashir. So over there in nishmat, we're going to talk about it soon, how it comes in. Nishmat, the nefesh comes in. When you stand up to the Amidah on Shabbat day in the morning, after you say the word Adonai Sevatai Teftah before beginning the Amidah, right then the Ruach comes. And when you say, when you're standing in the, in the Musaf on Shabbat afternoon, and the Hazan says the words, in the word, Hazan is supposed to stretch it a little bit, because at that moment, that's when you receive the Nishama. And you have to have Kavanah. You have to know where they're coming in in order to receive it properly. So the Nefesh comes in by Nishmat, the Ruach by the Amidah and Shahrit, and the Nishama comes by Keter in Musaf. These are the three parts of the soul that come on Shabbat daytime. So Ben Ishai says over here that a person should have the following kavanah when he's saying the words nishmat in the morning. What, what is the kavanah? He should say, when he says nishmat kol hai, he should think that the rashetibot of the words nishmat kol hai, nun chaf het, equals 78. Wow. Okay, so what's 78? 78 is the gematria of... The name of Hashem called Ehyeh, as 
Torah tells us, Ehyeh Asher Ehyeh, that's what Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, and the name of Yudke Vavke. Ehyeh is 21, times 2 is 42, plus 26, equals 78. You suppose, Avkavana, that Nishmat Kolhai is the Rashet Yabot of 78, which is the combination of these three names together. And also, these three names, uh, the Nishmat, the Nefesh Yitah that you're receiving, is, is in place of the Tefillin that we're supposed to wear every single day. We don't wear Tefillin on Shabbat because it's an Ot. So that's the Nefesh over here also. The Nefesh that's coming in, it's in place of the Tefillin. That's a simple Kavana according to the Benish Hai in Nishmat. Move on now to Halakha Bet. Halakha Bet, now we get a little bit more to Halakha Lema'aseh. <coughs> Nishmat is very important. Nishmat is, is, uh, is added after Az Yashir and the praises of it are great, especially Api Kabbalah. He's saying that the soul of every living person should praise Yohar Kadosh Baruch Hu. It's a, it's a great, great praise Yohar Kadosh Baruch Hu. And of course, we say it. We have to say it. There's no question we have to say it. The question is, if a person forgets to say it. He started Shahrit and he started praying the, the Shahrit of the weekday. And in the weekday, we go from Az Yashir straight into Yishtabah. On Shabbat, Right after Az Yashir, then we add in the Nishmat, and then by the time we get to Yishabat, it's a, a little bit later, especially if you have a Hazan singing everything, so it takes a little bit longer than that. So what if a person gets up to Yishabah, and he finishes Yishabah, what is the deen over there? So everybody agrees, that if you started Yishabah, and you know at the end of Yishabah, over there there's, there's a Beracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Kela Adaot, Adon Niflaot, so over there, that blessing, if you Remember before you began the blessing, before you said the word Baruch Atta Hashem, before you said Hashem's name, then everybody agrees you should go back and say Nishmat. Go back for, to Nishmat and continue, Allah said, continue in order and then finish with Yishtabah. If, however, you already said the Beracha, so in that case now we have a Mahlokit. According to the Ben Yishai, as long as you did not begin the next Beracha, which is Baruch Atta Hashem, as long as you didn't begin the next one, so then according to Ben Yishai, you go back to Nishmat and you say, because he says, it's such a special, special praise, you have to go back and say it. And don't, it's a shame that you're missing it. And even though you're interrupting between Yishtabah and Yitzhar Or, it's fine, over there you're allowed to interrupt with something that's the Tzorach Mitzvah. Even if you answered Baruch Hashem and Barak, you could still say it. That's Ben Yishai's opinion. If, however, you began the next Beracha, you said already, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lokir Mechalam, Yotzer Or, already, you already start the next blessing, so the Benish Hai says over there, and then what you do is, you just say it after the Amidah, you make it up after Amidah, you say Nishmat. Of course, you don't repeat the Beracha Vishtabah, right? You're just saying the words that you miss, which is the special praise of Nishmat. That is the way the Benish Hai says it. However, Hagam Vadiyah, and also, I, I listed over here three major poskim by the Ashkenazim that also say the same thing as the Banyah. And the three major poskim are the Ramah, right? The Graz, which is the Baalatanya, and the Bi'ur Halakha, which is the Mishnah Berura. All of them hold that no. Once you said Yishtabah, it's over. You missed it. You want to say it later on, that's great, but it's over. You miss saying Yishtabah, and therefore you cannot go back and interrupt between Yishtabah and Yotzer or with the saying of Nishmat. That is the opinion of Hakam Badia and the Ashkenazim. But the Ben Yishai says, as long as you didn't finish the next Beracha, didn't start, excuse me, the next Beracha, you could go back to saying Nishmat. That is the Halakha, the Halakha Bet. Halakha Gimel, <coughs> Ben Yishai talks about the 
praising Nishmat. He says, Sheba Zed the Nishmat Kulhai, who Yakar Umle Meod. This praise of the Benish Hai, this uh, excuse me, this praise of the Nishmat Kulhai is such a very special and and, and holy praise Takadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, Sariklom Robin Ima, you have to say it with pleasantness, you have to say it with a little bit of, of a tune. Now Allah, if you especially if your voice is not so good, you don't wanna, you know, ruin it for everybody else, right? But a little bit of a of a tune when you're saying it, Vumusugal Akot Salash Adam Omidbah, and it's a special segula. Listen, those who love segulot, listen to the segula. If a person is going through a very difficult time, Shayyidor Neder, he should make a vow and say the following: Lomar Say Hashem, I'm going through a def- very difficult time. If you help me get out of this difficult situation, I will say the Shebah of Nishmat Kolhai, and that will help you. That's brought down in the name of Rishonim Rabbi Yudah Hasid, one of the Baalei Tosafot already. Major Mekubal brings the segula. In fact, we say the segula. We do the segula on Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah were judged. It's the last, last straw of, of judgment, even more after Yom Kippur. So right after Hoshan Arba, after all the special tefillot, we stay up the whole night, and we have a special tefillah in the morning, and then afterwards we do the habata of the Arabot, and then after all that, there's a special segulah that we do by us, is that we go, we open up the sefer, we open up the hechal, without taking out the sefer, we just open up the hechal, and we sing Nishmat Kulhai, Without the blessing, obviously, but we sing the Nishmat Kulhai like it was Shabbat with a special makam, Rabbi Ajam. In any case, we sing the Nishmat Kulhai, and after we finish singing the Nishmat Kulhai, we say the following words. We say, Hashem, we should be Zohe, that we should be alive next year to be able to say again Nishmat Kulhai. It's a special segula to, to give the praise of Akadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, we should be careful with it on Shabbat, not to just fly through it, especially those who would like to come late, they say, yeah, I can catch up. Because, you know, the Hazan takes a little bit long, I could just fly through it in one minute, but the Hazan takes 15 minutes, I could do it in one minute. Well, the Hazan doing it in 15 minutes because he's supposed to have kavana to understand the words, what they mean, and to appreciate that praise that we're giving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of its specialness. Question is now asked, what about if a person came late to shul? That guy who says, you know, I'm going to catch up. But you realize, you know, the Hazan is not there today. They put up some uh, regular guy. They put up the president of the shul and he's going to fly, right? And now he's in a dilemma. If he says everything on or in order, he's not going to be able to stand in the Amidah in front of everybody. But if he's stand, he's going to be able to catch up the Amidah, at least to say the Amidah with the Minyan. Question is, what should he skip now? Is he, should he skip the, he, he can make the square the Zimra, which is Halilukas, Ashray, Az Yashir. He could do that. But he, he Nishmat Kulhai has to be skipped. Or maybe no, don't skip Nishmat Kulhai. Say Nishmat Kulhai, but the other ones, like the Pesuket uh, Zimra, skip around over there. But Nishmat Kulhai, you should say it. What should a person do if he's running late to shul and he has to make it to Amidah with a minyan? Should he skip? the Pesuket de Zimra and say Nishmat Kulhai? Or should he say Nishmat Kulhai? Excuse me, or should he skip Nishmat Kulhai and say Pesuket de Zimra? That is the question. That is a Mahlokit. Whatever you answered, you were correct. There's a Mahlokit. Let's begin with the opinion of the Hakam of Hakam Abadia. Hakam Abadia brings in Halakhot Ulam, you should skip Nishmat Kulhai. Why should you skip Nishmat Kulhai? From the rule, Tadir Vesheno, Tadir, Tadir Kodim. Since every single day, we say Pesukah de Zimra. Nishmat is only said on Shabbat. So what's more common? 
What's more common is obviously Pesukai Nizmah, the Halalukaz. And Nishmat is not as common. So the rule that we have in Halakha is Tadir Vesheno, Tadir, Tadir Kodem. Whenever you have something that's common and something that's not uncommon, we always do what's common first. Pesukai Nizmah are common and Nishmat is not common, so therefore we do Pesukai Nizmah and we skip Nishmat. That's the opinion of Hakam Abadiyah. However, the Benish Hai, the Haye Adam, and the Mishnah Berurah, all of them say do not skip Nishmat. Well, what happened to Tadir Vesheno Tadir? True, that in, that's in general the rule. But over here, is an exception because Nishmat is a special praise. It's a special moment time that we're saying it only on Shabbat. So therefore, you should not skip Nishmat, especially according to the Ben Ishai, which is Api Kabbalah. Nishmat has unbelievable uh, power and such a great praise. Do not skip Nishmat and go... Uh, Skip Peskei skip from the Mizmorim, and you'll come back to it And after the Amidah, and you'll make it up in the Mizmorim. But do not skip Nishmat. That's the Halakha, like the way the Ben Yishai brings down over here, and Hayadam and the Mishnah Ben Next, Halakha, Halakha Dalit, and hey, we're going to skip, because all it does is that he, Ben Yishai just goes through different parts of the Nishmat, and he translates it, and he explains it, and it's nice to go into it, and sometimes he also will correct a certain text. He'll say if you have this text or not text, whatever you have, you just you know you'll do what you what you have in your sidur. And so I want to bring you a very nice story. So first in Acham Abadian, and it's found also in the Hidad. Hidad brings also the story. There's a great rabbi. His name is Rabbi Klonimus. Rabbi Klonimus Balhanes. There's a few Rabbi Klonimus in the history of the Jewish people. Rabbi Klonimus Balhanes. He seems to be a Rishon even earlier than the Rashba. That's how it seems to be. In any case, there's a story about him. One time, that there was a Yishmi'alim, seems to be the Arabs at the time in the place, they killed an Arab child, and they took him, and they placed him in a Jewish backyard. Classic blood libel. They wanted to make a whole libel, they wanted to make a whole problem with the Jewish people, to bring sarot to the Jewish people by by causing, by claiming that the Jewish people are killing non-Jewish children, taking their blood and, you know, mixing it with the matzah because it's so delicious and whatever. Okay? Classic blood libel. What happened is, Rab Klonimus found out about it and he did what he did, whatever, I don't know what they do, and he did, uh, he said some special tefillot and then he took a cloth, he took a parchment and he wrote on it special words and he told them to go place it in the mouth of the child. And they placed it in the mouth of the Arab child that was that was dead and here the police and everybody's there and they're watching this, there's a dead child in the Jewish neighborhood, in a Jewish backyard. Obviously the Jewish people killed him and they buried him there. When they put that name in the, in the child, the child who was dead began speaking and he said the whole story. He said how the other Arabs killed him and how they buried him here and they only did it in order to get the Jewish people in trouble. And that was a great miracle that happened. And ever since then, this Rab Klonimus was known as Rab Klonimus Balhanis. That's the story of Rab Klonimus Balhanis. Why in the world am I mentioning this here? The answer is in Nishmat, there's a section that was not there before this story took place. It was only added after the story took place. And the section that we say in Tiflai, we say the following words. Let's just translate these words. Hamesiyah is from the word siha, which is to talk. Illamim from the word illam, a person who's mute. is you look in the Torah in Parashad Miketz, Paraon names Yosef Safinat Paneyah. 
Rashi explains, what does it paniach mean? It means to be megaleh, to reveal. And he explains that Yosef tzaddik is a person who is megaleh, mefaneach, safinat means safun, that which is hidden. Hamfaneach ne'alamim, and Hashem uncovers that which is concealed. So this is the reason why it was added over there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes those who are unable to speak, speak, who are, who are, who in this case was this, was this Arab child. Why does he do it? In order to uncover the hidden story which would have gotten the Jews in trouble. And maybe we could add on and we'll finish with this story. If you continue, it says, right? Hashem doesn't, sleep, doesn't nap and doesn't, Hashem doesn't nap and doesn't sleep. And I'll say a story I heard once from uh, a roommate of mine in Yeshiva, where basically there was, once a, there was once a minister who used to work for the king, and this minister had some enemies, and this minister was Jewish. So again, they also, they had a whole blood libel. They wanted to get the, the, the Jewish person in trouble. And they decided that they're going to go also plan something in the, to plan, uh, I think it's to kill somebody, to kill a child, in order to bury him in this minister's backyard and to claim again that the Jewish people, or this minister is taking this person's, this child's blood in order to use it for his holiday. In any case, one night the king couldn't fall asleep. And he decided that he's going to go out for a walk. And on his way out for a walk, what happened? It happens to be nobody saw him. The guards didn't see him. He was traveling by himself. He went and he's walking, he's walking. All of a sudden he hears noise. He said, what's going on? Noise in the middle of the night. So he started following the noise. And he started hearing people saying, come on, let's go. We're going to take this child. And we're going to bury him by this minister's backyard. And that's the story we're going to tell the king tomorrow. Basically, the king was witness to the whole episode. He saw how the other ministers were trying to put him, uh, get him in trouble. Okay, the king kept it to himself, and he went back to the castle, now understanding why he couldn't fall asleep. The next day, there was rumors in the town, there was talk in the town, there's a child that's missing, and after a few days, somebody said, oh, I see blood, it must be that he was killed. And they did an investigation, and finally, guess what? They found the child... Surprisingly, they found the child in the backyard of this Jewish minister. And the minister was brought to court and it was demanded that he should be killed and there should be a pogrom on all the Jewish people. And when he came in front of the king, the minister didn't know what to answer. He says, king, you know I'm innocent. I don't know how to prove myself. I know they found him, but you know I'm innocent. So the king comes and says, you know, I have a question for you, Mr. Minister. He says, you know, it says in your prayer in Tehillim, we say, Hashem does not take a nap and he does not fall asleep. Shomer said he guards the Jewish people. So let me ask you a question. If Hashem doesn't take a nap, obviously he doesn't fall asleep. If you don't nap, obviously you're not going to fall asleep. So why does it say, So now the minister didn't know what to answer. Here's the king asking him about his Torah and he's standing here to be judged on his life. He doesn't know what to say. He says, I, I don't know. Uh, what's Pshat? You got Pshat? So the king says, yeah, I have Pshat for you. He says, Hashem never takes a nap. People sleep. HaKadosh Baruch not only doesn't sleep, he also doesn't take a nap. But you know why it says Lo Yishan? The king had an interesting pshat. It says Lo Yishan means he does not cause others to sleep. Why? Shomer said in order to protect the Jewish people. And then the king goes on to relate the whole story that he witnessed at night. And the people who tried to get the king in trouble, the, the minister in trouble, were the ones who were eventually caught. And they were killed. And the Jewish person, the Jewish minister was saved as, as well as all the, the, the whole town of, of the Jewish people. With this story we finish about that, we see from the praises, the nishmat that we're saying, uh, it has a lot of history, it's very, very rich. 
that's just one part. And there's other, other parts of the tiflah, obviously. We look into, we'll see the, 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 the wealth that we have in the words that we say. And we shouldn't take it for granted, especially like Rabbi Yudah Hasid brings down, it's a special segula. The person is going to write salah to make a native to say nishmat kol hai. This is the end of the class. Barzat Tashem, this class will be aired on again tonight at 11 o'clock. If anybody has any questions, we'll be in the studio for the next couple of minutes. You could call in at 718-683-5858 or you could text in at 347-927-8398. Until then, we want to thank jrootradio.com uh, as well as Iran and BSD Productions. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful week and Shabbat Shalom.